Fantastic. Sit down. But you didn't realize you're going to get your aerobics exercise this morning. You probably earned that chocolate egg later on. Okay. Right. Well, we're going to spend just a couple of moments thinking about the implications of this story. I hope you don't mind. So if you just bear with me, we're going to have a look at this story. And um, one of the parts of this story that we've gone through that really affects me every time I watch it or read about this story is, is the story over here. At Mary at the tomb. And the reason is because Easter really is a story of two halves, two really important halves. And to understand the joy and the excitement of what, what Christians celebrate, you really have to understand what those two halves are. And I think they're captured really well in the story of Mary. It's a really emotionally charged story, isn't it? It's emotionally charged. You can just see and experience it with her as, as she tells it to us. So you see, for Mary, When she went to that tomb on that Sunday morning, all hope was gone. Everything that she'd trusted in, that she'd hoped in, that she'd believed in, had been killed and been destroyed on a cross just three days, well, just a few days earlier. She was crushed. Her life was upside down. You see, Jesus meant so much to her because Jesus was the one when nobody else would befriend her, when nobody else would love her, when she was an outcast, she was the one who Jesus healed and forgave. And she came in to, to be one of his followers. And when she became one of his followers, it wasn't just Jesus that she got, it was the whole family of believers. And she became part of this wonderful community of people who followed and loved Jesus and whom Jesus loved. And she was filled with hope. And then, as Jesus was taken away, all her hopes and dreams were smashed. And her life was turned upside down. It seemed like everything she put all her hope in, all the things that she, the the, the person that she was trusting in for all her satisfaction, all her joy was just crushed. Have you ever experienced anything like that? Something when you've, you've put your hope in something or someone, and you've rested all your joy, all your satisfaction, all your hopes, everything for your future in that situation or in that person. Maybe it's a job, and you felt that, you know, if I just do work hard at this job and everything works out, then I'll be up and then my family will be sorted, my life will be sorted, I'll be happy. Maybe it's a person, maybe it was your partner. And you put your trust in them. You said, look, I'm just going to put everything into this relationship. I'm going to put everything into this relationship. And then everything in my life will be happy and great and wonderful. Maybe it was something else. And you put all your hopes in that thing or that person. And then it gets crushed. It gets taken away. You lose the job. You lose the financial security. You lose the relationship that you've been investing in so much. And then your whole world falls to pieces. You see, we all trust in something. We all trust in someone. But the great question is, is the thing that we trust in for our joy and our satisfaction and our hope big enough to take the weight of our soul? Can it really satisfy? Can it deliver? And over and over and over again, the answer of all the things that we put our trust in is no. They can't bear the weight of our soul. And on that first Easter Sunday, Mary 
experiences the first half of Easter. All her hopes and dreams crushed. But that's not where the story ends, is it? Let me just read to you. Um, well, let's just, if you, you won't have a Bible with you, but I'm just going to read a few, just the start of this verse um, in John, John chapter 20, verse 19. It says, On the evening of the first day of the week, when the, oh, sorry, not there, I've gone too far ahead. In verse 11, Mary stood outside the tomb crying. Mary arrived and she's crying. You see, for Christians, um, we believe that on, on Easter Sunday, Jesus rose from the dead. We believe that. We're not just talking about that spiritually, as if like it happened spiritually and didn't happen really. No, we actually believe at a moment in history when Jesus was dead, and then the next moment he's alive again. We believe that Jesus was, was literally beaten and whipped and crucified, that he was wrapped up as a dead body in linen, put in a tomb, left there for three days to rot and then we believe that in a moment, in an instant, his body was, had life in it again. He was healed and he came back from the grave different than when he went in. He went in dead and he came out alive to live forever, never to die again in a perfect body. That's what Christians believe. And, and it seems like that's crazy, right? Because dead people don't come back to, to, to life again. And that's exactly what Mary thought. And she goes to that tomb on Sunday morning. She's thinking, dead men don't come back to life again. Everything's gone. Everything's gone. She, she's literally carrying the spices to rub on his dead body, believing that's what she's going to find. But when she gets there, she finds something different. So she, she, she sees this amazing experience. And then this is the turning point in the story. As she turned around, she saw Jesus standing there. Well, she didn't realize that it was Jesus. And he... And he asked her, woman, why are you crying? Who is it that you're looking for? And thinking he was a gardener, she said, sir, if you carried him away, tell me where, where you've put him and I will get him. And this is the moment where the whole story turns. Jesus said to her, Mary. And she turned towards him and cries, Rabboni, teacher. And she realizes he's alive again. Jesus isn't dead. All her hopes and dreams haven't been crushed. Her life hasn't been turned upside down. Her life has been turned the right way up. And everything that Jesus said was true. That he said her sins were forgiven. Her sins were forgiven. He said that she was loved by God. She's loved by God. He says that you're part of my family. You're one of my, ch my children. You're in my family. And she really is. And that can never be taken away. That, in that moment, everything changes for her. And Christians have this phrase, and it comes from the Bible, that says to, to become a Christian literally means turning from death to life. And in this moment, in that word, as her name is spoken, we see Mary go from death to life. Everything she had, she thought had died. And then in that moment, she's, she experiences the life of Jesus. And she experiences what it means to know the risen Jesus, to experience life in herself. Isn't that amazing? Well, maybe you're like Mary and you're filled with regret of things that you've done in the past. And maybe you've tried all you can to, to live a life where you make up for those wrong things that you've done. Maybe, maybe you're trying to, 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 to get past that guilt and regret, but there are times when you realize that you just can't do it. Because it and it feels like death. You feel a burden of weight, of, of guilt, of regret of sin 
and it just won't go away. Or maybe you're afflicted with, with some kind of serious illness. So you're going through a situation that feels so dark and, and, and black that it feels like there's no hope and it feels like death. Maybe you're stuck in a relentless life. Things just pile on and, and, and work is so relentless and you feel like there's no space to breathe and you feel like there's no hope and life itself feels like death. Maybe you're stuck in a situation, whatever it is, and you just can't get out of it. Maybe you can't even admit it to people around you because it feels like death. Maybe you filled your life with good things. Because you thought that if you got enough good things, it would just make you feel happy, and that's where you'd find your joy. But there are moments when you've got all this stuff, and you realize that it doesn't really give me any happiness. This isn't what I was made for. There must be something more to this. And in those moments of clarity, you realize this is just death. Well, what does this story say to you? Well, this story says that Jesus is life. This story tells us that because Jesus rose from the dead, you can experience life. You cannot resurrect the dead. You cannot resurrect yourself. You cannot bring any of those things we've talked about to life again. But Christians say, the Bible proclaims, we invite you into a relationship where you can know the one who can, who has defeated death, who can bring the dead to life. And trusting in Jesus, turning to trust in Jesus, believing in him, is like realizing there's no hope and discovering an indestructible joy that can never be taken away. And that is why Christians call Good Friday Good Friday. Because we have a Savior who died for our sins and who didn't stay dead so that we would never know that we could, we could be forgiven. We have a Savior who came back to life again. And I want to invite you to know this Jesus, to find out more about this Jesus. And if you're interested in finding out more about this, let me, let me invite you to, to, to some things where you can, where you can do that. Um, it, you can come along back here on, on uh, tomorrow night, if you'd like, at 8 o'clock. We're going to be showing a film called Risen, and you can come and watch that. Um, which is a story which again is looking at the, the resurrection of Jesus and how, how it has impact on people's lives. It's starring Joseph Fiennes. Um, on Sunday morning, we're going to have people sharing their stories here in church of how Jesus has impacted their life. And they're going to be baptized in this, this tank that's behind us. They're going to be t- telling us all about the wonder of Easter. Would you please come back and hear more about Jesus there? Next Sunday, or next Thursday, we've got something called Jesus, Dead or Alive. You can come and hit, listen to the, to the biblical and to the, to the historic evidence that backs up the claim that Jesus is alive. Come along to that here. And then the week after, we have Fact or Fiction. We'll be looking at the evidence for the Bible. Why can we trust this book with our lives? We're going to be looking at some of the historic evidence that backs up the claims of the Bible. Please come along to those things. We'd love to see more of you. And maybe that's not you. Maybe you're not in that place yet where you want to find out more about Jesus. I, I pray that you are. But if that's not you, then please just come along to our events. Come and get to know us a bit more. We'd love to share more with you in, in our life, but also about Jesus. So I'm going to pray, and then we're going to sing one final song together. 
Father God, we thank and we praise you for this wonderful story that we've just experienced. It's, it's not a myth. It's a true story of, of Jesus died for our sins, risen from the dead, so that we can have absolute certainty in life. We pray, Lord, that, that you would open our eyes afresh to this good news and that we would see Jesus as our life this Easter. In Jesus' name, amen.